Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Call It A Comeback. I'm your host, Bobby McGinnis, alongside my co-host, Thomas Spallone. Tom, it's a pleasure, as always. Yes, sir. Uh, another another podcast for the week. Uh, it's Thursday. I'm excited. Tomorrow's uh, Friday, and then we head into the weekend for more uh, for more uh, football. So uh, I'm excited for the special guest we get on today. Yeah, me too. Uh, special guest. Our special guest on Tuesday was pretty good, Matt Truskowitz. Uh, he, I think he did a good job. We were talking about baseball free agency. We talked a little bit about turkey football. Uh, we even got a glimpse of what his favorite Thanksgiving food was. Yeah. Uh, but today, we bring on our friend, Peter Talercio. Uh Pete, how you doing today? I'm doing great. How are we doing, boys? I'm doing pretty good. I see you're representing your uh, Rutgers uh, football gear there. Of I'm very I sorry. Uh, maybe that, that sweatshirt belongs in uh, in the trash. No, it does not. We will be back next year. Tough <laughs> five and seven year. Just missed the bowl, but we will be back next year. Shiano will bring us to the bowl game. All right, all right. I, like that, I like that. A bowl game is definitely a uh, a good goal. Um, this year, obviously, they do, they do not qualify. Uh, what are your thoughts on Coach Gianna? I love Greg. Yeah. Huge fan. Brought Rutgers to the top back in uh, 2006. Brought him to the four spot. Tough loss right after. But I think he'll bring us right up there. Yeah. And uh, just switching gears here. I know, I know we didn't even plan on talking college sports today, but looking at your Rutgers shirt, I had to, uh, I had to throw a couple jabs at you. But what are your thoughts about uh, the basketball season so far? Coach Peichel, obviously he's a respected coach around the league, but it just seems like this team is having some uh, early season woes. Yes, they are, definitely. I, I just think the, the losses of Miles Johnson and uh, Jacob Young was and Montez Mathis, I'm sorry. Forgot about him. But the most specifically, uh, Young and uh, Johnson, huge losses. And kind of getting the team, getting getting it back. Like, uh, Ron's, Ron's obviously playing great. Gio's been hurt a little bit. But hopefully we'll be back. Just beat Clemson. So yeah, step things right are going direction. up. Yeah, that was a big win, actually. They went to overtime, right? No, they beat didn't? them by 10. All right. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, sir. I must have been thinking about something else. Um, we were watching – oh, that was the Syracuse game that we were watching the other day. Yeah, that game was like three overtime. Yeah, that was a great game as well. I mean, hey, it's early in the college basketball season. Conference play hasn't started yet, so there's nothing to hang your head about Straight yet. Wait till the Big Ten starts. All right. <laughs> All right. Hey, wait, hey, we'll see. I mean, Ron, uh, Ron Harper, Gio Baker are two of the better players in the Big Ten, so we'll see if uh, Rutgers can clean it up and, and get it going moving forward but yes, as far as us today we're going to be talking about nfl football um as most people know trending right now is the spotify 2021 wrapped i'm sure everybody sees it on their instagram stories snapchat stories uh like anyone really cares who your top five is that you listen to and everybody has like the same ones too you see like if you listen to country it's like morgan wallen is everybody's top one and if you're listening to to rap you see like drake and little baby at the top uh or maybe if you're peter talatia you have j cole yes, melly at the top yes indeed <laughs> um nonetheless we got a little bit of a 2020 wrapped here today, football edition. So later on, I'll be uh, making some graphics for our Instagram page, and we're going to see if we can come up with a consensus top five for each position at the NFL. Um, I should say each skill position. We're not going to go through in depth with the linemen. However, we will be touching on the defensive side of the ball and even talking about some coaches as well. Uh, so with no further ado, Tom, I'll let you start us off. Let's uh, let's just dive right into the coaches. Obviously. It's uh, week 13 here now. We're entering in the NFL. A lot of coaches have um, made a strong case for Coach of the Year, possibly. And, you know, let me just remind you, uh, this 2021 wrapped edition that we're doing is just this season. So, obviously, there's great coaches around the league. Mike Tomlin's one of them. Uh, Sean Payton's another one who's not really having their best year. Uh, so, obviously, they probably won't make the top five. Uh, so just keep that in mind when we're talking uh, top five years just this season through 13 weeks. Got you, Bob. <clears throat> That's a good point. Uh, coaches, it's always a great topic to touch on. Um, I actually do not have a list of my top five coaches, but I can uh, basically give you mine off the top of my head. All right, Johnny on the spot. Yeah. So, I mean, Belichick, I'm obviously going to stick with one here. He's, I think he's the best coach in football. Um, he didn't have a great season last year. <clears throat> they missed the playoffs. But, I mean, they're right back on track this year. They're sitting at 8-4, and four, and uh, he's – He's heading towards the playoffs, looks like, with a rookie QB. So uh, definitely what you want to see from him. Um, for number two, I'm going to go Matt LaFleur uh, with Green Bay. I really like LaFleur. His play calling is, is always so awesome to watch with Aaron Rodgers throwing the football. And uh, that offense is just always clicking. 
Number three gets a little difficult. It I'm, does. I'm going to go Kingsbury with Arizona. I really wow. like him. He's, he's another young coach alongside with LaFleur. Uh, similar style offense. Um, he likes to throw the ball with Kyler. Kyler's dual threat quarterback. It, it, it really works well. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll put you on pause right here. Uh, Pete, you got something to say about uh, Cliff Kingsbury? I mean, he's uh, leading that Cardinals team to the – I believe they have the best record in football right now. I definitely do not think he's a top five head coach right now. Still a little young. I'll give – Maybe after a little some time, a little time, put him up there. But I don't think you could put him up there with like Tomlin. It's, it's true. It's as true. far as as far as like career wise, you can't. But I mean, when you look at just this season, Kingsbury has done a very good job with Arizona. No, definitely. I mean, whether it's to his credit or maybe Kyler Murray just progressing very well, they defense picked up a lot. The defense, defense. They picked up some good. some good pieces in the off season, including AJ Green, who's had you know a pretty good comeback season, yeah, if yes. you will. Um, so <clears> I'll, I'll pause Tom at top three. And uh, Pete, let me hear your top three for this season. Um, obviously, you got to go with Belichick and one. I agree. I think that's the unanimous yeah. consensus yeah, number one. I don't one. think you yeah. can have him at one, especially after this the season that he's having. I mean, yeah, to definitely. get this team turned around, they didn't start off too hot, but now Mac Jones, I believe they won what six straight heading into this um, week, something like that. Five maybe. Five yeah. straight, and yeah. now they have a huge matchup uh, Monday night against the Bills. That's going to be a real. Uh, indicator of what type of team this will be heading into this the playoffs. Very big game. All right, number two. Uh, two, I got Mike Tomlin. He's never had a losing season as a head coach. I don't see how you can't put him up there. I know, but for the purposes of of the 2021 wrapped, we got to stick to the season. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I feel like you still got to put him up there. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is really not playing good football right now. Yeah, the fact that they're they're still sitting at what are they five five and one? Exactly. So they're still five hundred. I mean, I th- I think that's definitely credit to to Tom, and I can yeah. see. Yeah. All right, I can see that. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's debatable. Number three. Uh, three. I got Harbaugh. I like that a lot. Okay. Actually, I love Harbaugh. I've always been like a big Harbaugh, Harbaugh guy. Looking at like Vegas odds right now for uh, Coach of the Year, John Harbaugh is like twelfth on this list. Maybe so disrespectful. And it's I mean, very disrespectful. They've had so many injuries this year. Right. So, yeah. So many, right they're away. still leading the, and they're number one in the division. Number one in the AFC. So to be where they are right now, um, John Harbaugh definitely deserves a lot of credit. Like yeah. you mentioned, the injuries uh, before the season even started, J.K. Dobbins goes down in preseason. Gus, Gus Edwards yeah. goes down. I mean, they've been it's been a carousel of running backs yeah. that they've had on that team between Le'Veon Bell, uh, Latavius Murray. Um, who's the kid? Uh, Williams, Ty- Tyron yeah, Williams. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, uh, yeah, I forgot his first name. Right. Yeah, but I mean Tyson. I think. Tyson. Tyson yeah, yeah, Tyson Williams. I mean, nonetheless, this team has dealt with so many injuries. I mean, you look at the defensive side. Marcus Peters out for the season. Calais Campbell out last week, and to just still be getting it done, I'm shocked he's not like top two right now as far as Vegas favorites. Yeah, no, that's really low. I didn't expect that, but I, I like Harbaugh a lot. I think that's a that's a good spot to have him. I have him probably closer to four or five, but I think he's anywhere in that top top five is really a good spot for him. He's a great coach, and he's been there, done that kind of guy. Yeah. Right, so looking at four and five, uh, you know, just to cap off our top five for coaches here. Tom, who are you thinking at four and five? It's honestly a good question. I mean, I'm going to have to go McVay at four, even though I'm a little disappointed in, in the Rams these last few weeks. Uh were they on a three-game losing streak, I believe? Yeah, I don't think they've beaten a team above. Maybe have they beaten a team above 500 this year? I'm honestly, I, I'm not sure they have. Maybe. Honestly, the game lost. against the Bucks, they did actually, um, right? Yes, they beat the Bucks. They did okay, beat the Bucks. Okay. That's, the that's like the one good win this season, though. I mean, Stafford it's, has yeah. had trouble beating some of the better teams, as we saw last week in their, lo- in their loss to the Packers. I mean, if they really want to be contenders for the Super Bowl, they're gonna have to be in closer games than that. Definitely. I mean, they're still sitting at seven and four, which is a, a good record. I mean, the Cardinals. Are still have a good lead on them just because of their insane record this season. But I, I really like McVay a lot. He brings a lot of energy to his squad all the time. Um, his offensive style of play calling is just really unique <clears throat> for the NFL. And um, that's my reasoning for him at four. And then five, I'm actually going to go uh, Stefanski uh, with Cleveland. I like him a lot. Uh, his, his play calling, I also believe, is good. I mean, Cleveland has had an up-and-down season so far this year. I, I think a lot of that has to do with Baker Mayfield. I think he's a really inconsistent uh, quarterback. But uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of Stefanski, and I think he's going to be good, and he's going to be in the league for a while. Pete, what are your thoughts? On Stefanski? Just Stefanski at, at five, and, and Tom's thoughts about putting McVay at four. Um, I'm not as big of a McVay guy. I would have him right, – I'd probably have him at, like, around ten. Four, I had uh, Andy Reid. 
Okay. You know what? I actually agree with Andy Reid. The Andy Chiefs Reed started so bad this season. Yeah. To be able to turn around, I believe they're seven Especially and four the now. Defense. Yeah. At the head of, at the at the top of the AFC West. Um that defense has been playing amazing over the last four or five yeah. games. Yeah. Um I believe they're I saw a stat. I think they're only allowing like eleven points per game on average over the last like five weeks. That's really impressive. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Especially for how bad they looked at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So at this point, let's try making a consensus top five. Let's see if we can agree on something. So like I said, we all got Belichick at one, right? Yeah, that's cannot have no one. All right. So we got Bill at one. Now who's coming in at number two? I'm, I'm, what do you think? I, from my input here, I'm thinking um, Matt LaFleur. LaFleur two? Yeah. This Packers team is really good this season uh, on, on both sides of the ball. And like uh, I said, I, I agree before, with that, it, is, it, is, it is just this season. I mean, the only other coach I can really think of putting yeah, ahead of still, him. You gotta, you got to think about their past, too. You can't just throw away their past. That is true, it's but true. this is, you know, like I said, Spotify's 2021 rap is just this year. Who you listen to this year. So our football rap is only this season. So, like, when even when we get to wide receivers later, Hopkins might not even crack the top five the season that he's having. So just that's just something to... Just keep in, in consideration here. Pete, I kind of like what you said about Harbaugh, too. Potentially. Yeah, I definitely think he should be. With the injuries they've had, I think he should be, too. Tom, any uh, disagreement there? Uh, I wouldn't have a problem putting Harbaugh, too. I personally would probably have LaFleur just above him, just because record-wise this season. But, I mean, if you look at Harbaugh's track record, it's definitely better than, than LaFleur's. So. I mean, it's close. Especially closer. after uh, what happened to uh, with Lafleur in the biggest game of his career last year yeah. against the Bucks, a couple of questionable Bad. calls. No, you're right. Um, so could we put Lafleur at three? Personally, I wouldn't. Tom, I mean, you I want mean, you want you want him you at two. two. Yeah, I put yeah. him at three. I mean, it's you're you're <clears> kind of pulling hairs here with the top of a league of the coaches. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> It's definitely probably going to have their different take on it. Yeah. That's so what, what do you think? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think we slam LaFleur in there at three. Uh, okay. But four and five, it gets a little more tricky. Definitely. Pete, who's your top candidate for four right now after hearing what we had to say? I'd say Tomlin. I just, I'm really hesitant to put Tomlin in this top five. I mean, uh, he's he's been solid for what he's worked with this season, if we're being honest. Their offense is not good. And their quarterback is not good anymore. He's washed up. So, I mean, if you put other horrendous. coaches in this scenario that, that, that Tomlin's in right now, I, I don't think they're really 5-5-1. Five, five you know what I mean? Definitely not. Yeah. So, I, 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 I could get on board with that. One guy that we haven't even talked about, actually, is the Cincinnati Bengals head coach, Zach Taylor. Yeah, mean, season this, the season that they're having, he actually probably deserves top five consideration. Yeah, definitely. He deserves credit, for sure. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if I would put him in the top five, but yeah, definitely around there. I think he definitely deserves Seven. at least top, like, eight. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know. For, for this season alone, I mean, not looking at past, he's definitely... It's been good. Yeah. No one's expected them to be 7-4 and four through 11 games. Right. So taking that into consideration, can we put him at four? I'm thinking... I have a couple names here. I think Andy Reid. Taylor, Reid, and... I mean, Tom made a good case for McVay. You're making a good case for Tomlin. I think between those four guys, two of them need to slip into these final spots here before we move on to quarterback. We could go Reed, honestly. We should put Reed. I have no problem with Reed. Um, I think he's, he's, like I said, done a great job turning around that Chiefs team from the start that they had. So then, all right, we need one more before we move on to the next category. Fifth spot. Yeah, I think should we put Taylor? I like Taylor. Who's that, Taylor? I do like Taylor. And I guess honorable mention will be Mike Tomlin. That's fair. We might need to get you a Mike Tomlin poster. In your room. <laughs> <laughs> you love Mike That's Tomlin after this. It's a great coach. <laughs> Heading over to quarterbacks. All right. Quarterbacks this season. And just another reminder, it's just this season. You can't look too far into the past. Um, that being said, I think number one this season can go one of either ways. I really do like Tom Brady at the number one, but I'm so high on the Packers this year that Rodgers, honestly, is making a good case. Coming off that MVP season, yeah. playing with uh, nine toes right now, I think he has that that big toe that has a, an issue that he might need to seek surgery on. Yeah. He's playing through it. He's a dog. Um, he's just getting it done. And a huge win against the Rams last week. 
Yeah, I think you got to put Rodgers one. Yeah, I have, I have Rodgers at one. Definitely. All right. So that was pretty easy, similar to our coaching debate. Rodgers is at one. Boys, who are we putting at two? I'll start with you, Pete. For, for going off this season, I think you got to give it to Brady. But personally, I would put Mahomes over him. You know what? I think the the last few weeks that Mahomes has, you could definitely make a case for Mahomes. But Brady has been doing it all season, so you kind of got to pay respect to Tom Brady. Yeah. He's coming in to week 13 right now, a little over 3,400 yards, 30 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Um, I mean, he's second in yardage, uh, only right behind Derek Carr. This guy's still playing great at the age of, what is he, 43? That's yeah, pretty insane. It's unbelievable. So, Tom? I have Brady at two. Brady at two? But, I mean, yeah, Mahomes is still a great QB. I have Mahomes at three, personally. Yeah, um, they got off to a little bit of a slow start, but still Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense, we know they're going to put up points. Yeah, no, I'm in agreement with Mahomes at three. You know, his inter- interception, his touchdown interception ratio is a little inflated here because we've seen him make mistakes that he normally doesn't make uh, where he's just tossing it up in the air, uh, only like five yards down the field, trying to extend the play. Uh, those, yes, I'll credit to Mahomes, those are not good. But there's been some that go bounce off. I mean, Tyreek Hill, I remember, I think it's been like two or three times this season where the ball is in his hands, pops loose, and the the defender's waiting right there. Those interceptions should not be on Patrick Mahomes. And that actually leads me to another question. Uh, Pete, I'll turn to you on this one. Patrick Mahomes, like like I just mentioned, some of his interceptions have been off the hands of Tyreek Hill or or Travis Kelsey. We even see it with the Jets. I know there's been balls off the hands of guys like Corey Davis, um, and it falls into the hands of the defender. Those interceptions, should there be a separate stat that goes against the wide receiver uh, on a play like that where it is it is their fault and the ball should have been caught? That is, it's, it's, it's almost like an error in baseball. That is a good idea. That is a very good idea, actually. I would love a stat like that. Yeah, because, I mean, these, no, I guess these, it's technically uh, you gotta, drop, uh, You still got to count it as an, a pick, but I would love a stat that has, like, on the receiver. Right. So, you know, I mean, Tom, we see it in baseball. Uh, if a player makes a, an error in the field and a run scores, that doesn't get uh, the pitcher doesn't get penalized for that. It goes as an unearned run. Do you think there should be like unearned interceptions and maybe earned interceptions? A trait like that, a stat like that in the NFL, I think would would be a lot more accurate. And uh, it's just unfair to some of these quarterbacks when they really have nothing. They make a good throw and their receiver just let it go through their hands. Yeah, I mean, I could, <clears throat> I could see the point there, but I, it's just just tough. I feel like to rule that. Uh, in like a statistic category, maybe it's you'd be kind of like pulling hairs. I feel like, yeah, because definitely. I mean, on a play where like let's say Tyree Kill messes up and the ball hits his helmet instead of him catching it, it pops in there and gets picked. Maybe Mahomes um, missed his read on the play, and maybe Kelsey was open across the middle and he missed him. So maybe Mahomes does deserve the pick technically, but I don't know. It, it depends on the which way you look at it, I guess. But I see your point on that. Yeah, I mean, but even in baseball, there's scenarios where it's like, is that an error or is it a hit? And and the st- statistician has to come up with the ruling on that. That's so true, in, in yeah. football, it would be similar where you got a group of guys who are in charge of looking at plays like that and they know where to credit the stat. Yeah, you're right, because we see a lot of QBs getting get a lot of ch- charge with picks, especially if you're a quarterback for not a good football team and it's not really your fault. Yeah. So, all right, our current top three right now is Rodgers, Brady, Mahomes. For number four, guys, I'm going to have to, you know, I'm biting my tongue when I say this, but I'm going to have to put in Josh Allen. Being a Jets fan, it kills me to say that. We could have had Josh Allen at pick three a couple years ago when we traded up and took Sam Darnold. This kid has just been amazing uh, ever since he got to Buffalo, really. Sean McDermott uh, and Coach, offensive coordinator Dabble have done a great job really developing Josh Allen. He was thought of a project coming out of college, and now you look at the kid, I mean, he's in the MVP race. Yeah, he's had a very good start to the season. Hasn't been as good as late, but... I agree with you there, that you got to put them at four. Yeah, I mean, they just had a big bounce back one against the Saints on Thanksgiving, and now yeah, Monday night is going to be a true test against the Patriots. Yes, it will. I, th- I think they will come out uh, with the win in that game, too. And, Tom, do you have any argument against Josh Allen at four? I do not. I have Josh Allen at four as well. Um, as Pete mentioned, he had a great start to the year. Uh, Lily hasn't been great. I mean, they, they dominated the Saints on, uh, on Thanksgiving, but Allen did have a few red zone uh, turnovers that they definitely don't want to see moving forward. And just like you said, that game against New England on Monday night is going to be all eyes on them, and that's basically for the division moving forward. So, All right, so if that's our top four, who's capping it off at five? Uh, I got a question. Who you guys got in that game? In which game? Patriots-Bills. I got the Bills. So, I mean, the Bills are at home, right? 
Yeah, I yeah, can't. I can't see them losing that game. It's uh, a game that's going to decide the division. I know Belichick's going to have his best defense going forward, but the offensive firepower on on Buffalo is, is going to be really tough to stop. And hey, look at that Buffalo defense. I mean, they're they got to be top three this year against the run. Um, Been really good. Probably a top three defense in general. Yeah, they're definitely up there. I like the Bills a lot in this game. I think that I think I saw the line was about at about two. Yeah, so yeah, actually, two point favorites. I think Buffalo uh, at home. Yeah. I think it, it opened up at three. I thought it was. Yeah, three. I thought it would be a little more. Honestly, opening. Yeah, I'm, the four I'm honestly leaning a little bit towards New England. Honestly, I, I think New England's honestly going to win the football game. Uh, might be a little bold to say, especially with the rookie QB on on the road in a, in prime time. But I, I just don't know. I think be- going up against Belichick in this time of the year, it's tough. Uh, McDermott hasn't been great, honestly, the past few weeks. So, I mean, we're going to see. I think if New England can run the ball against Buffalo, which isn't an easy task, but if they can, I think that's going to make it real easy on Mac Jones. It's true. We'll see. It's, 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 it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a great game to watch. That is yeah. definitely must-watch football. Number five in the quarterback rankings, Tom. Who do you got? I got Justin Herbert. Okay. I got the same exact you got him. All right. I, mean, I really like this kid, Herbert. He's just been, Herbert. He's been lighting it up uh, ever since he's come into the league last year. I really like him a lot. The Giants, <clears throat> honestly, I really wish the Giants had him. I know they were looking at him coming out of Oregon, but didn't work out their way. And this kid just, he just, the way he throws the ball, it's just, it's honestly something that I haven't seen before. And it, and it comes out really well and it's accurate. Justin Herbert has been really good this season. He started off a lot better than he has been in the last few weeks, although I'm not going to let that take away from the season the kid is having. Uh, he's on my fantasy team. I've been starting him every week, except for the bye week, obviously. And I don't know, he, he's, he's honestly been making players around him better. Uh, this is one of the best seasons that Mike Williams is having. I mean, he's also been healthy this season for the first time in a long time. Um, yeah. Knock on wood. I don't mean to jinx the guy's career. But <laughs> but, uh, but him and Keenan Allen um, paired up with uh, Austin Eckler in the backfield. I mean, this offense is looking pretty good. Mike Williams has been great this year, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. I mean, they've just oh. been been really good. And you look at the yeah. tight end situation. We know Jared Cook. Is is getting up there in age, but they got another young guy. Uh, that kid, I forget his first name, but Parnum. Oh yeah, I've seen him. Hit, I've seen him getting a lot of targets in these games. Yeah. Um, and I believe he played in the. I want to say the XFL before this, or the, or the AFL. He was in one of the other leagues, and I know that he got a a gig in the NFL. So good for him. Um, that's good for the Chargers, and, and I honestly can't argue Herbert. The only one that I might put in as honorable mention would be Dak Prescott. Um, The season that he's having is really good as well. I'm not going to take away from him. Kirk Cousins is another guy who's honestly been very impressive this season, although the problem with Kirk Cousins is that big quarterbacks find a way to win. And I know that his stats are really good, and you can blame their defense for for not coming through late in the games, whether it be overtime or on uh, the last drive of the game. I just can't put Kirk Cousins in my top five for quarterbacks. Yeah, no. Definitely right. not. So Justin Herbert's at five. Moving on to halfbacks. I mean, running backs this year started off so hot with Derrick Henry. Um, the season that he was having was, honestly, he was on a historic run. Um, probably, you know, on pace to shatter many records, especially with the additional game this year, now going to a 17-game season. But Derrick Henry obviously has missed the last few weeks and going to miss a couple more before hopefully returning in early January. Uh, Pete? Who's your top running back this year? Uh, for this year, I think you got to go at number one, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor, the kid out of Wisconsin. I mean, he's been unreal so far, Tom. I know your brother's a huge Colts fan. He's yeah. got to love him. Yeah, no, I like Taylor a lot. He's um, he's just a complete running back. He runs hard, tough to tackle. He's quick. Uh, he's great at catching out of the backfield. <clears throat> so I, I love him at one. Uh, he's having an incredible year for the Colts. And uh, it's honestly tough ranking these running backs this year because we're not used to putting some of these guys in the top five. No one would think Taylor would be a top five running back going into this year. Everyone would think uh, Kamara, McCaffrey, but those guys just they haven't been able to stay healthy and they haven't put up great numbers this year. So That's true. Um, health definitely does play a factor, especially since we're just talking about one season. Uh, that being said, a guy who has been healthy this year and has been really lighting it up is Joe Mixon. And I've honestly been a Joe Mixon hater uh, for his whole career. I think think he's he's been very overrated. And every fantasy league, someone has to take him in the back end of the first round. And, and they always complain, why did I take Joe Mixon? Uh, I shouldn't have drafted him. This yeah. year, if you were the one to draft Joe Mixon in the second or third round, I mean, geez, what a surprise. Yeah, Joe Mixon has been... Very good this year. I, I I agree with you in the 
the point you made that everyone always drafts him high. I never never really <laughs> liked Joe Mixon picking him. So are, yeah, is, is, is he justified to be slotted in at number two this year? If you're going off of this year, I think, yeah. Yep. Him or Ch- Chubb, too. Yeah, I mean, I know I was talking about injuries, and it's tough to put guys that are hurt right now in the top five, but honestly, I, I have Henry at two just because of the numbers that he's put up before he got hurt. I, I mean, you're looking at, we're looking at the stats right now. He's still second in most of the categories, and, he's, and he hasn't played in how many weeks? Like three, four? Yeah, he only has eight games played this season. Most people have 11 or 12. Uh, it's honestly insane. The only guy ahead of him in yards is Jonathan Taylor with four extra games played. Exactly. That's I mean, crazy. I definitely wouldn't have a, a problem putting Mixon at two just because he's been a touchdown machine this year for the Bengals. Um, but I definitely have Henry in that two or three slot. I agree. It's just me, though. In my rankings, I have uh, Derrick Henry at three. We'll see where Pete ranks him. Yeah, I mean, if he didn't get hurt, I, he would 100%. He'd be number one. Not, yeah, he'd be number one. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's having a great season, but I think the pace that Henry was at, he would be number, number one, and Taylor would probably be a very close second. Yeah. I agree. All right, so Henry's in at three. Our top three is locked in. We have agreed. I mean, this is probably the quickest we've agreed on any category. (laughs) Uh, Looking at four now, this is where it starts to get a little difficult because there's a lot of guys within the mix. I mean, we talk about injuries. Nick Chubb and Dalvin Cook have missed a couple games, and they're both top five in yardage. Um, They definitely have to be looked at. But a couple other guys that do it both on the ground and in the air. I mean, a guy like Austin Eckler doesn't have that many rushing yards, but I mean, he's filled the, the touchdown category this season, and he's uh, done a great job in the receiving game as well. Austin Eckler is my fourth running back. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know about four, but I, I like that. Uh, I like Eckler. I yeah, think I he's great, great out of the backfields when you're uh, throwing the ball. Can run the ball as well. Not as, not as good as, uh, as he is receiving, but I think Eckler's right around the top five. Yeah, in my list, I have uh, Dalvin Cook at four, but I definitely wouldn't have a problem going Eckler at four. Uh, Cook just had a tough injury this week. I'm not sure how long he's gonna, how much time he's going to miss. I think it's, what is he, week to week right now? So hopefully not too bad, but he has an injury history, and um, it's just tough because if this kid can stay on the field, he's just always drowning, pounding, and, he, and he's good out of the backfield, so he's huge for this Vikings team. Yeah, we saw Dalvin Cook last week go down with a dislocated shoulder um, yeah. On a big hit that was broken up in the backfield, he ended up fumbling on the play. We saw, sadly, he was down. The carts had to come on, out onto the field. So I hope for his sake, a speedy recovery. Uh, Pete, is Dalvin Cook four for you as well? Yeah, I definitely agree with uh, Dalvin at four. Yeah, right. Then if you guys both have him at four, I think that definitely trumps my Eckler pick. Um, I don't know. I guess I could still try to make a case for him at five. But looking at the list now, there's so many people that you can put at number five. It, it starts yeah. this it starts to get uh, almost like a coin flip here. I'm, I'm not really sure who who we can come up with uh, in agreement here. It's, I don't know. Who do you guys have? I mean, mine, this is a little bit of a, a dark horse, number five for me, but you guys definitely won't have this. But uh, I have Najee Harris, honestly, at five. Um, I think he's been great for the Steelers team. He's probably been the only bright spot of their offense this season. I mean, Deontay Johnson hasn't been bad, but he can only do so much with Roethlisberger missing these throws, taking sacks every every other play. So I think Najee's just stepped in and done a great job um, out of this backfield for Pittsburgh. And, and I got him at five. But, I mean, I wouldn't have an issue putting Chubb, Eckler, or any of those guys at five, you know? Yeah, Pete, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think for the five spot, you got to put Chubb. It's been very good for them out of the backfield. I like Chubb a lot. Always yeah. been a fan of Chubb since Georgia. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, him and Sony Michelle, when they were coming out of Georgia, two of the top talents uh, in that draft. Um yeah, you know what? I kind of do like Nick Chubb at five, and maybe Eckler's the honorable mention. Just because yeah. Nick Chubb is up there in yardage and has only played nine games this season, um, the only thing that he's lacking is I mean, he does have six touchdowns on the season, um, but it is behind guys like uh, Najee Harris. Uh, uh, Najee Harris has five rushing. I'm not sure how many receiving. But then, like we said, Eckler has more touchdowns as well. Tom, uh, what are we thinking here? I definitely wouldn't have a problem putting Chubb at five. Um, he's he's a good runner. I mean, he's been out, I think, only a few weeks this year. So, I mean, his stats are, are pretty solid, and, and this Browns offense definitely needs him to to run through him. So, All right, well, putting him at five is definitely a good idea. If, uh, if that's it, then I rest my case. We can put Nick Chubb at five, and that caps off our running backs. 
Moving on to receivers here as we're now 29 minutes. Wow, that flew by. 29 minutes wow. into the episode. Uh, we'll, we'll get a move on it here as we still have a couple positions to go. Let's see if we can speed it up a little bit just for the sake of our, our listeners. Um, a guy that's had a tremendous season this year. He leads the league in yardage uh, and leads the league in targets as well. That's Cooper Cup. The Rams have been using him like crazy. Uh, he also has the most touchdowns from any receiver. You guys can try to make a case, but I'm putting this guy at number one. Um, I th- honestly, I think you got to put um, Devontae Adams. I can't, I, can't, I can't get on board with that. I have, a, I, have a, I, have a, I have a feeling Tom might say the same thing. Tom, please do not say Devontae Adams. I, I actually don't have Devontae Adams. I have Cooper Cup, but okay. I mean, I mean, I, I love Devontae Adams. He's a great receiver. Uh, him and Rodgers, like, duo is just it's an insane duo f- across the league. So, I don't know. I have Cup, but just because of statistics, he's put up ridiculous numbers this season for the Rams. But, I mean, if you're talking value to your team, I think Devontae Adams is the most valuable player receiver to any football team in the league. I, agree. I 100% agree with that. Devontae Adams' route running is honestly second to none in the league. He's probably the best route runner um, at his position, but just the season that Cup is having, I mean, he's got 150 more yards than him. He's got He doubles him in touchdowns. I mean, I really can't see how we don't give this one to Cup. The thing is with Cup, his, his stats are a little overinflated. He's had great games against some bum teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the only really bad game that he had, though, was last week against the Packers, I feel like. Uh, his last two or three games hasn't been as good as his the beginning of the season. I gotta look at stats, but I'm pretty sure his last like three games haven't been that good. Yeah, I mean ever ever since they got OBJ, honestly. I mean, I definitely <laughs> agree. It, I definitely agree. If you guys want to go Cup at one, Adams at two, I can. Yeah, get I don't mind that. that. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's okay. That's so there's our top two right there, Cup and Adams. Moving on to three. Guys, I'm not sure what you're thinking, but I gotta put Debo Samuel in here. Sadly, he just left the game last week with an injury, but they've been utilizing this guy so well in the receiving game and in the running game as well. Debo Samuel, we've seen last week, I believe, he had 72 yards and two touchdowns on the ground before he even had a ball thrown his way. I mean, this guy is doing stuff on the football field, and it's really amazing. I think the season that he's having, I I can't put anyone else ahead of him at, at three. I I do like Debo Samuel a lot. I think he is around the top around top five, but I wouldn't put him at three just yet. I think he is extremely versatile. He's crazy out of the backfields, but I don't think you could put him as the number three receiver. For me, I would put Justin Jefferson at three. He's right. had a crazy year like for that. the Vikings. Yeah, Justin Jefferson does have slightly more receiving yards and about a dozen more catches uh, than Debo Samuel, but. The ability for Debo to do it on the ground game uh, as well just gives him the edge over Jefferson for me. Uh, what about you, Tom? Uh, I got Stefan Diggs here on Buffalo. Um, numbers definitely don't compare to Debo's numbers uh, this season. But, I mean, I, I like Diggs a lot. He's one of the best route runners in the league. Him and Josh Allen have a very good connection. Um, I like Jefferson a lot at 3-2. I, I mean, he's been great this season, and, and I like Debo a lot at 3. I think it's 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 tough when you get to this area, honestly, to, to rank these guys, but I wouldn't have a problem putting any of those guys at three. It's going to be really tough to convince two Jets fans that Stefan Diggs is number three. <laughs> <laughs> but what I will say is, I mean, given what me and Pete both had to say for Jefferson and Debo, if it's between those two, Tom, we'll let you uh, be the deciding factor here for who we slot in at three. Okay. Um, I, I lean, when I look at those two guys, I lean more towards Jefferson just because I love Justin Jefferson as a player. I mean, he's, he's a great contested catcher, and I think that's what a receiver really is all about. I mean, Debo is, is a, a different kind of receiver. I mean, he, he can go up and catch a ball, but he's more of a guy you want in space. And just like you said, um, they've used him a lot in the backfield this season. Uh, last week against the Vikings, he had two rushing TDs out of the backfield as basically a running back. So, I mean, he's awesome too. I, I'd go Jefferson over Debo, though, if you're asking me. All right, fine. It's a good thing I'm not a lawyer because I would have lost that case. Um, (laughs) That sucks for me, but I guess we'll slot in Debo at number four. That leaves us with one more slot for top five receiver. Who cracks the top five for you? We'll start with Tom. I got Tyreek Hill and the Chiefs. All right, Cheetah Hill, Mr. Peace signed himself. I mean, yeah, he's one of the best receivers in the league. Obviously, he's probably the fastest. Um... In, in not maybe in terms of pure speed, but just getting open, running routes. He's always open on the football field, and uh, he's always finding pay dirt as well. This season, uh, he has eight touchdowns. I mean, he's off to a great start through 12 weeks in, in the NFL season. Pete, your thoughts on Cheetah? 
Yeah, I definitely agree with that one as well. Tyreek, obviously, crazy, crazy versatile playmaker. He's I've never seen a receiver like him. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely agree with that. All right. Uh, yeah. No, uh, nothing further from me as well. I mean. Tyreek Hill is part of that great offense um, that Andy Reid has put together with the most talented tight end in the game, which brings us to our next category, Travis Kelsey's number one tight end. I'm not even going to listen to you guys if you try to say anyone else. I mean, yeah, come on. I don't, I don't know if you can now. For this year, Kelsey, yeah. I mean, I'm going to say, unless, unless we're talking about, like, prime Gronk or, like, Tony G coming out of retirement. Yeah, I mean, there's George Kittle? George Kittle is actually number two on my list. His ability to block um, puts it, keeps him at the top. Exactly. Obviously, That's why I put him over Kelsey. All right. I mean, uh, from a pure it's football fair. standpoint, that's not a terrible take. I just think that Kelsey is more of a threat to opposing defenses than, than uh, Kittle is. I don't You see with the 49ers how much better they are when Kittle's in the game. That's why I, I think he's more definitely more valuable to his team. I, the Chiefs would be still be a playoff very one of the at the top of the AFC if Kelsey's off that team. Take Kittle yeah. off the 49ers, I don't wouldn't be well wouldn't be going very well for them. Yeah, Kittle is very valuable. Uh, like we said in the run game as well. For me, he's number two. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't have him at two. It's it might be a little bit of a disgrace to, uh, to you guys. I don't have him at two, but. <laughs> I'm, I'm, when I kind of made this list, I was more looking at just like offensive numbers. Uh, when you're talking about blocking, though, Kittle should definitely be one in blocking. Uh, I have Waller over him just because I think offensively he adds more to catching, but definitely not nearly as good of a blocker as Kittle is. Uh, we saw him against uh, Dallas on Thanksgiving. He had a pretty good start to the game. I know he just got banged up. He's hurt now, so uh, we'll see when he comes back. But I really love Waller in the, in the offensive game plan for the Raiders. I like Waller a lot, too. I mean, that's a guy who you, you talk about offensive threats with Travis Kelsey. I think Waller is uh, right up there. I mean, it's really tough for opposing defenses. When you're that tall, that fast, have good hands. Um, Waller, obviously, we saw on Thanksgiving, got injured as well. Hopefully, he has a speedy recovery. But Darren Waller, for me, falls at number three. So yeah. For me, it goes it goes Kelsey, Kittle, Waller. I'm a big Waller guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this whole story, Alan. Great story. Great story between um, the drugs growing up. Yeah. Um, definitely Rehab, tough. Getting back into the NFL. Great story. I, I'm a big Waller fan. Yes. Me me as well, Pete. That's why he ranks number three. Mm-hmm. All right. Looking at four. Uh, four, I think you – I don't think it's uh, really a debate. You got to put Andrews. Yeah. Same. I have uh, Mark Andrews at four. Best best uh, receiving threat on the Ravens, I think, by far. Yeah, he is. Lamar's, I think he's clearly Lamar's favorite target. Great player. I like Mark Andrews a lot. Mark Andrews is having a good season this year. I believe <coughs> he's second amongst tight ends as far as yardage. We saw him catch a touchdown, I believe, in that last game. Tom, we went to a, a watch party to watch the uh, Baltimore Ravens against the Browns and, and finding him in the end zone there. Mark Andrews, I agree, is the fourth tight end in the league. Yes, I agree too. He's a great uh, receiving tight end and definitely Lamar's favorite target. All right, number five. I, I kind of got a couple people, but I want to hear what you guys have to say first. Tom, we'll start on your side. Yeah, five definitely gets a little dicey. I'm going to lean towards uh, Hawkinson of the Detroit Lions. I like him a lot. Uh, coming out of Iowa, they really he's been all what they could ask for, and the Lions right now don't have a lot of bright spots, especially on their offense <clears throat> besides Swift, and I think Hawkins is by far their best target. All right, Pete. Uh, I don't mind that Hawkinson, having Hawkinson at five, but for me, I would have Dawson Knox. I think he's very underrated. I like him a lot. All right, this is going to be a problem because I have a third guy here. I got rookie Kyle Pitts. He's really okay. turned it on over the last few weeks. Uh, Kyle Pitts is a guy who was probably the second-best talent coming out of this draft behind Trevor Lawrence um, as far as pure talent-wise, and I think the Falcons got him as a steal. I believe they drafted him four. Uh, yeah, draft? I think five, five. Four, five. Or fifth, yeah. Yeah. four, five, or six. Um, yeah, I mean, Kyle Pitts has been amazing so far. These last couple weeks, he's really turned it on, and it, it's really tough being <laughs> in that uh, Falcons offense. Um, he is their main target, especially with Calvin Ridley being out the last couple weeks. And Matt Ryan has found a way to get him the ball uh, for over 600 yards this season. 
Kyle Pitts is number five for me. I mean, no shame to the guys that you mentioned. Hawkinson having a good season. And uh, Dawson Knox as well with the Bills. That's a great offense. I just got to give it to, to Kyle Pitts, even though he's a rookie. That's fair. I mean, you can honestly even make a debate for Gronk when he's been healthy this year. That's he's true. a top tight end. So, I mean, any, any one of those guys at five is, is fair. Yeah, Gronk's coming off a 100-yard week last week. Yeah, we had a great game. All right, so who are we slotting in? We all have different guys. Do we flip a coin here, or do we do we lean one way or another? What do you guys think? What do you say? It's fun. I mean, honestly, I, f- I feel like Knox would be a wouldn't be a bad if you're talking about just this season. I think Knox has probably had the best season out of out of those guys we just mentioned. So maybe maybe lean towards that. Yeah, what do you I think? think I think Knox. I don't know. As far as yardage, Pitts is number three for tight ends. Oh, yeah. oh really? Yeah, he is. So, I, I don't know. I, I kind of I really want to give my my case for Kyle Pitts. Where's um Knox for touchdowns though? That so is a good question. So, great red zone, yeah. Yeah, yeah sort, he's probably got a lot. Sorting by touchdowns here. Actually, Hunter Henry is a guy we didn't even mention. Oh, he wow. leads the league uh, for tight ends in touchdowns. Actually tied with Dawson Knox. So, Dawson Knox has seven, um, but he's 200 yards behind Kyle Pitts. Yeah, that's uh, you could definitely make the argument for Pitts, but... Touchdowns are important, though. Pitt, the one thing bringing down Pitts is that he only caught one touchdown so far this season. Yeah, and it was against John Franklin Myers. <laughs> <laughs> JFM. For some I, reason, he was in coverage. No, no JFM slander, though, because he had a great game last week. No, I believe no, no, no. Well, that had to be his first. That's, that that's, had to be had to be his first career interception. Yeah, definitely. Batting the ball that's away, it. coming down with it, and I believe he picked up a pair of sacks. Great game for him. Yeah. Um, but enough of the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> I I can get on board with Dawson Knox. Tom? Yeah. That's right. fair. Dawson Knox. We're at the point in our episode right now, 40 minutes in. This this episode's actually run a little longer than I thought. It's up to you guys. Do we hit defense before we uh, close out the show? You want to just do uh, D-backs as a whole? Yeah, so yeah, we were going to do safeties and corners, but we'll do defensive backs as a whole and then edge rushers as well. Um, all right. Mr. Uh, former D-back himself. Uh, we got a, a Kellenberg great right here, <laughs> Peter Talercio. He was yeah, locked down. Rumor has it he was locked down, although I would probably <laughs> dust him on the football field uh, if I had the chance. <laughs> if I had the chance, most definitely I would moss him. Um, but we'll start with you, Pete. Uh, for me, I think you got to put I, – I, if we're just talking about this season, it's hard to definitely say Ramsey is one. But because J.C. Jackson has been absolutely insane, mm-hmm. but if, I think if we're going this this year, I think you got to put J.C. Jackson one. But uh, overall, I think I got Ramsey. Tom, yeah, I've I've Ramsey. I mean, he's he's the best guy. I feel like in in man to man coverage across the league. But just like you said, J.C. Jackson's having an insanely good year. Uh, he's got a ton of picks. Do you know the exact number he's got this year? Seven. That's yeah, yeah that's, nice. that's impressive, uh, especially the National Football League. So I wouldn't have a problem putting either of those guys up there, but um, just going off the track record, yeah, I'm, I'm just leaning a little bit towards Ramsey. I agree. Obviously. I mean, I mean, you talk about track record. Um, looking at his past, I said that maybe four or five times not to do that on this episode. But yeah. we don't, we don't know. But it, even just looking at the season, Jalen Ramsey has had a great year. Except I mean, last game. Last yeah. game. But he's going against one of the top receivers in the game in Devontae Adams. No, yeah, and I'm, I'm a huge Jalen Ramsey guy, but last week he he does get exposed against the Packers, as you saw in the in the playoff game last year, too. And saw a stat last week. He was, I think, 7-for-7 seven seven on passes, uh, passes completed on him. Okay. Last week for yeah. about ninety yards. Yeah, I mean an off an off week for uh, Jalen Ramsey, but I agree. I, I do have him at one. And you guys mentioned another guy, Patriots cornerback, um, J.C. Jackson. He comes at number two on my list. I'm not sure about you guys. Yeah, definitely, definitely easily. Yeah, seven mm-hmm. picks this season. Um, he's been he's been locked down to say the least. So so Ramsey one, J.C. Jackson two. Who are we giving respect to at three? Uh, for three, I. Very tough, but Derwin James has had an incredible year. I think between him, him, Xavier Howard, and Marlon Humphrey, very close. I like those three guys a lot. I think 
could put any any three of them at three, and I wouldn't have a have a problem with it. I don't hate Derwin James either, Tom. I mean, putting him at three is it, it gets it gets difficult here because we're combining the categories of safety and corner. But mm-hmm. to give respect to that safety position, Derwin James is probably the best safety in the league right now, at least this season. Maybe not overall. I mean, this guy, uh, there's, a, there's a couple good guys. Byard's up here in interceptions as well as Jordan Poyer um, of the Bills. We saw he got injured uh, a couple weeks ago. But I think Derwin, uh, Derwin James is definitely a fair case for three. Yeah, I have Marlon Humphrey. Um, definitely could go Derwin there at three, but I just really love Humphrey on the Ravens. He's been locked up basically since he's been on the Ravens, and he's a great uh, coverage corner. All right, yeah, I mean, good case for Marlon Humphrey. That's another guy that Pete mentioned. Turnover machine, too. Yeah. I, I have Marlon Humphrey at four. So I, I say it's we go spot. Derwin three, Humphrey four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Marlon Humphreys is slotted in at uh, number four. Now this leads us to our last guy is um, – for the defensive back position. Top five, Pete, who's your fifth? Uh, I think you got to go Xavier Howard. All right, Xavier Howard. Um, Tom, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I like Xavier Howard a lot. Um, Dolphins defense has been really solid this season, and uh, I I like him a lot. But for me, this actually might come to a shock to some of you guys. Trayvon. Um, I actually have Trayvon Diggs on the Dallas Cowboys, although uh, as a Giants fan, I really don't like Trayvon Diggs a lot. Because um, he caused my team a lot of misery, especially when we lose to them. But um, he's been great uh, this season. A uh, ton of picks. And he's just, I think the quickness and his ability to recover on receivers really makes it big for him uh, to make those kind of plays. Yeah, I mean, Trayvon Diggs is a guy. I was debating uh, earlier today over text message with one of my good friends, Michael Morano, uh, who, Tom, we actually have the pleasure to work with him in the summer at the country club. But. We were talking about Trayvon Diggs, and Mike was really ripping him apart, saying he's <laughs> average at best because of his coverage ability and his PFF grade is, is low, and, and he's like an average at best. I mean, let me remind you, Mike Morano, he is a Giants fan, so there's a little <laughs> bit of bias there. But, I mean, it is a fact that Trayvon Diggs is not particularly well in coverage. He gives up a lot of yards, but the ability to turn the ball over eight times this season and setting his, field, his team up in good field position, that's what wins games. I don't care if a guy gives up, you know, a 40-yard bomb if it means he's he's ball hawking at the next play. So it, it, you really got to break apart his game. Trayvon Diggs is definitely a unique guy because he can easily go into next season giving up a lot of yards and only having maybe two or three interceptions. So, I mean, if, if that's the case, then, yeah, maybe he is average. But as far as this season, I mean, he's been top five. No, yeah, for this season, I think, yeah, I, I agree with you guys. And you got to put him in there, but... He has definitely gotten exposed in coverage, has had a couple lucky picks, but yeah. just the amount of turnovers he's produced, uh, yeah, you got, I think you got to put him top five. He has great hands. I believe he was recruited to college to be a receiver, and, and you can really see yeah. that in his game because whether it be on the sideline toe-tapping or whether it be you know jumping up and, and corralling the ball uh, just by the, the edges of his fingertips, Trayvon Diggs really has a knack for picking off the quarterback. Yeah, I'll also say uh, I've never, like, Never seen such a jump from one year to the next. He was yeah. absolutely atrocious last year. He was one of the worst. <laughs> one, getting, of the wor- one of the worst rookies last year. Oh, definitely. And he was getting exposed every single game. Every time I watched the Cowboys, he's, he was letting up a touchdown. And just the turnaround to this year. Never seen it before in a corner. Yeah, I agree. Great. So, I mean, just a reminder, this is uh, this is a trend of, like, Spotify. So uh, Trayvon Diggs couldn't end up being, like, a one-hit wonder type, Fetty Wap type of guy. <laughs> or, or, or he could be on the come up and we might see him in the 2022 wrapped, right? So we don't know. He, he's one of those wild cards right now where the consistency has not been there yet, obviously, because he's only been in the league for two years. But I think he's definitely going to be a unique guy to watch over the next few seasons. All right, that brings us to the last category of our show. I mean, are you guys ready to do one more top five? We got edge rushers. I, th- I think I think we could finish this out. Pete, start with you. Uh, for number one spot, I think you got to go with uh, Miles Garrett. I agree, Miles Garrett. Uh, has been amazing this year. I believe he leads the league in sacks with fourteen. That's an amazing number. Um, yeah, I think he's right now the front runner for Defensive Player of the Year as well. Yes, I agree with that. Miles Garrett definitely hands down number one. Um, he's just a great edge rusher and so tough to, to block. Tom, we were talking earlier. He is probably a top five player in the league, not at his respective position, in the league. You know, he's up there with like Rodgers, Brady, um, 
Jonathan Taylor's another guy who's probably top five right now. I mean, I would say Derrick Henry, but he got hurt. But this year, Miles Garrett is a top five football player, not just a top five edge rusher. He is just his ability to change the game. He's a he's a game wrecker. He gets in there, strips QBs, sacks them, and that's that's why he's a top player in the league. Number two, I have a guy who got injured a couple weeks ago, and you might be familiar with the last name, uh, Watt. His his brother, J.J. Watt, has been amazing uh, his whole career, but T.J. Watt has really hit that next gear. We knew he was good. He got paid before the season to a, uh, a record contract, but T.J. Watt was off to such a tear this season, 12 and a half sacks through nine games. It's a shame that he got injured. He's number two for me, though. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It was... He's having a great year and before he got hurt. Yeah, I think T.J. Watt definitely did too. All right. Uh, for three, I think you got to go with Matthew Judon on the Patriots. Every time I'm watching the Patriots, he's making the play again in the backfields. I think definitely Judon at three. I agree. Every time I turn on the Patriots game, I see the red sleeves yeah. wrapping up the quarterback. He is coming into week 13 with 11 and a half sacks. Judon's my number three as well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Judon's been a great signing for the Pats this year, and he's been everything and more. So, All right. Tom, number four. This is where it gets kind of tough. Um, I might go sh- – I'm probably going to go Shaq Barrett here on the Bucks. I mean, this season he's not having a great season, but, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm a big Shaq Barrett guy. You could – I guess you could go Bosa as well on um, the San Francisco 49ers, Nick Bosa. But, I don't know. I, I'm a big Shaq Barrett guy. All right. I mean, I give respect to Shaq Barrett. He's coming off of a great season. This year he has uh, 41 tackles and – or sorry, yeah, 41 tackles and seven and a half sacks. For me, he's not quite in my top five just because Nick Bosa is having a really good season. I feel like that he's quietly having that good of a season. Yeah, he is. Not, he's not getting talked about a lot. Yeah, he so is. For me, I have Nick Bosa at four. I agree with Nick. Nick. I used to put Bosa at four. All right, and then, so I mean, uh, I'm I'm okay with. Would you agree with putting Bosa at four? Yeah, I mean, ba- I mean, I, I, it's preference for me. I just like Shaq Barrett a lot, but I definitely think Nick Bosa should probably be at him. All right, so Nick Bosa. Nice. Nick Bosa rides in at four, and Pete, who is the last name that we should mention in today's podcast? For, uh, this is a tough one. I think I think I'm gonna go with Chandler Jones. Chandler I'm, Jones. Yes. What did he have? Four sacks in that first game. Yeah, he went off the first game, and then he still had. He's still been having a great game, great uh, year. I'm sorry. So I think he's had about um, three, three forced fumbles. Right. Three or four forced fumbles. So he's he's been producing turnovers. It's but a big part of uh, being an edge rusher. Yep. So just to confirm that stat, he has three forced fumbles on the season, eight sacks. Um, he absolutely exposed Taylor Lewan, I believe, uh, in that game against the Titans to start the season. Yeah, Chandler Jones, you can definitely make a case for him for five. Yeah, that's fair. I, I like uh, Ngakwe a lot at five. Uh, he's been really good for the Raiders this season. Him and uh, Crosby off the edge have been difference makers for that for that Raiders defense. But, uh, yeah, I can definitely make the case for uh, Chandler Jones at five as well. All right, cool. I mean, yeah, so I feel like we're in agreement there. Chandler Jones, I think I think you mentioned two names there, Tom, uh, between you, Nick Ngagwe and uh, Max Crosby. They're both Crosby. having a great season for yeah. the Raiders. I mean, Crosby's taking that big step in the next direction. That Raiders team is uh, – the Raiders defense needs to be talked about a little bit more. Yeah, I've, uh, I've always been a big Max Crosby guy uh, since he was on Hard Knocks. So. Great guy on Hard Knocks. I've, I've always liked him. I always thought he was going to be great, and now he's having a great year. Yeah, he definitely has taken that next stride. I believe that wraps it up for us. I mean, we, we talked about a lot of different guys, and a lot of our top fives are definitely debatable, and uh, it'll be nice to see what our friends uh, have to say when they listen to this. You know, they'll probably rip us a new one and, and tell us that we're wrong on about every single category. But you know what? That's up for debate, and that's why we had this conversation. It was honestly great having you guys on today. I mean, Tom, uh, as always, you know, we love coming in here every Tuesday and Thursday recording, and Pete, we might have to have you on again. Yes, sir. I'm hoping to uh, to be the next member. Yeah, and that that is if you uh, come out of hiding when Rutgers has a uh, very bad season <laughs> in, in basketball. We'll try to find you somewhere, uh, probably in a cave or something, hibernating until next year. <laughs> All jokes aside, Pete, it was great having you on today. Thank you, sir. All great, right. great to be on. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Uh, That does it for us on this episode. This was our top five at each position, our 2021 wrapped edition. Shout out to Spotify for the idea. Um, And yeah, we'll see you next time.